testimony. When the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was, he did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the one whose thongs and whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. Well, I am not Chris Whiteman. I am not Pastor Joe Johnson. I am Connie Randall, and I have the privilege of being your pastoral intern here and the privilege of bringing you God's word today. I am honored to bring this message from the Gospel of John. Well, today is one of those big side days. Take a deep breath. All the preparations are done. All of our expectations are met, maybe. <laughs> our waiting is over. Celebrations are complete. And I'm so glad you're here today. The expectation and the waiting for the gifts that we gave or the ones that we received. It's all done. Advent is over. Our anticipation and preparation for celebrating Christ's birth. And boy, we did it good here at Grace, didn't we? Such a good time together. We had so much fun, didn't we? Uh, and our waiting for the advent of Jesus is, done, is over. Is it really? No, because we're here today again. And I'm sure that you, many of you feel, I know I do, feel like, a, whew, I can rest now. I can get back to my routine, my regular schedule. Okay, so all of our celebrations and our expectations really are not over, are they? That's why we're here today. Because we know that we have the gift that keeps on giving, as Pastor Chris told us a couple of weeks ago. And also the gift that never loses its giftedness. And so today, let's look together to find out who is he who came. And today, we're actually going to pick up off where we left off when Pastor Chris was teaching us last Sunday. We're going to be kind of driving in reverse, going backwards, to look at who it was that was going to be coming. 
And we're going to John in his gospel. The author of the gospel of John is the disciple John. And he in, uh, told us in verses 13 through 18 that God was unveiling himself to look at Jesus as God's representative, to look at Jesus to define God. Well, today, as I already read, we're going to be starting at chap um, chapter 1, verse 19. And this is where we're going to be going back in time. And if you'd like to follow me, you can open up your Bibles again to chapter 1, verse 19 of John. And I'm actually going to start from verse 28. Because that tells us where we're at. And Lee has a, a map for us, too. Uh, and 28 says, This all happened at Bethany on the other side of Jordan, where John was baptizing. And if you'll see, it's right down at the, this end where the Dead Sea is. Bethany across the Jordan. This is where it's taking place today. And then I also have a slide that shows what it looks like today. There's Bethany at Jordan. So, in verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. And he did not fail to confess but confess freely, I am not the Christ. So this delegation, <laughs> um, the news of John the Baptist ministry was well known. It traveled everywhere. And a lot big crowds were coming to see John to be baptized. And so it spread all over Jerusalem. What you saw on the map was not that far away. And the, John, the author, tell, is referring to the Jews in Jerusalem who were the leaders of Judea. The Levites and the priests were sent to inquire about this baptizing and who John was. And testimony in the Greek means witness which means to confirm, to testify to something that's happening firsthand. Eyewitness, like Channel 7's eyewitness news, right? Something that is, somebody is witnessing that is happening. One who gives and provides a personal testimony. And just to let you know, the Levites refers to those who were born in the tribe of Levi, if you know your Old Testament. Um, and they were constituted consecrated to God and given by God as a gift to Israel in order that they might perform the duties at the tabernacle. And they assisted the priest in their responsibilities. And the priests, who were they? Well, the priests were also from the tribe of Levi. They were the personnel who were in charge of sacrifice and offering at the worship places. Now, they were sent from the Jewish leaders to inquire about this baptism. Okay, then, so what is baptism? What was John's baptism? Baptism was one of immersion that John was doing, and that baptism was for repentance and forgiveness. 
And there were many ritual cleansing pools all around in many different locations, in the Temple Mount and at, the, at Masada. And baptism was also used when a Gentile had embraced Judaism. So this is kind of what's happening now. And uh, John's baptism, as I said, was one of immersion and for forgiveness of sins. Now, if we go on now to verse 20, John, that's what I was just talking about. He says, I am not the Christ. He just came to ask, who are you? But he's telling you, I am not the Christ. John did not want to talk about himself. For his function was only to point to another. Christ means, he said, I'm not the Christ. But what he was saying, that he was not the Messiah. He was not the anointed one. And the Old Testament anointing meant um, a practice of anointing the priests and the kings with oil. But what John was talking about was a symbol of the Messiah who was going to become, who was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then they ask him, so then, in verse 21, who are you? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? I am, he answered, no. They were questioning John's ministry because it had become so influential and it was more like a threat to them. They were expecting a Messiah and Elijah was going to be that type of person who was going to prepare. So let's find out, let's be looking by the Old Testament to find out what it was that they were looking for and why they were asking these questions. And this part just so excites me because the Bible just is like a beautiful red thread that goes through the whole, from the old to the new of the prophecy of who Jesus was and why he was coming. So I'm going to read to you from Deuteronomy 18, 15, and 16, which says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. Remember, they were asking, are you the prophet? Like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. And then verse 18 of that same chapter of Deuteronomy I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak to them all that I command. That was a promise in the Old Testament. And that was God gave that to Moses. He promised to Moses that he was, when he was giving him the law, that the fulfillment was going to be at a different time as well. Moses was going to die, but he was going to send his person, God's person, to speak to the people again. And remember Chris's message a few weeks ago where he said God's representative will define God, and that was Jesus. Now there's another Old Testament prophecy in here. Elijah was supposed to return to earth before the time of judgment. That's why they asked him, are you Elijah? In Malachi 4, 5 through 6, it says, See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. That's another Old Testament prophecy. They were asking, are you Elijah? They knew the prophecy, but yet they continued to ask. 
Now in verse 22, we have another Lee. <laughs> this kind of keeps us awake. <laughs> There they go again. In verse 22, who are you? Give us an answer so that we can take back to those who sent us what you say about yourself. They needed a report to take back to their leaders. What do you say about yourself? Well, these Jewish leaders had been sent. They needed to investigate and they needed to bring back a report. God's word also has meaning for us today. For you and for me. Always has a meaning for us. So what about you? And what about me? If someone asked you today, who are you? What would your answer be? Who or what is your identity? Maybe you came here today and you're still investigating who this Jesus is. And what's all the hype about Christmas? What's the true meaning? Well, I'm glad you're here today. If you're still seeking. Because he will give you an answer. I know sometimes Christmas and all the holidays and preparation can be very depressing. If, that's, if that you're that person and you're here today, bless you. Because you're, you're coming and wanting more. Well, for me, many times I'm asked, who are you? Well, I'm a mom, and I'm a grandma, and I'm a friend, and I'm a retired American Airlines employee. I'm a seminary student. I'm identified my current roles and my past roles. But really, who am I? My favorite role was explained to me by my oldest grandson, Jared. He gives me all teary-eyed every time because I was studying, and he goes, Grandma, you're already a professor of Jesus. What are you doing? <laughs> So that was just the best. So we could learn from this. There's a principle here for us. True identity comes from knowing who we are and who we are not. True? Now, John the Baptist knew who he wasn't and he knew who he was. So now as we move on to verse 23, um, it's like a transition here. He says, John replied, so he didn't say, you know, all the things that he was as a person, but he said, in the words of another Old Testament prophet, Isaiah, he said, I am the one, the voice of the one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. That's from Isaiah 43. I'm going to read it from two different versions. One from the NIV, which is what we use every week, New International Version of the Bible, says a voice <clears throat> excuse me a voice of one calling in the desert prepare the way for the lord make straight in the wilderness a highway for god that's from isaiah 43 and then in the english standard version which i've been studying from quite a bit a voice cries in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god John knew the prophecy, and he knew he was the voice. He was the one to prepare the way. This was his role 
and this was his identity. He was confident in his identity. He came what, he who came, we're asking today, was foretold and he was promised. He was, his way was prepared. So, now we're going to move on to um, verse 24, where the Pharisees are, I find my page here. Um, the Pharisees, now there's another group that was part of the Jewish leadership. Now the Pharisees were among a delegation from Jerusalem as well. They must have been hanging around there with the, the Levites and the priests. Um, just to give you a little bit of idea who the Pharisees were, they were a very important sect in Judaism. There was about 6,000 of them. And they were very, very influential. They held a very strict interpretation of the law. So they were there to question John the Baptist because they knew the prophecy too. And he explained now, John explains in verse 24, where it says, Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you were not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John points to Christ by explaining that his baptism was with water for repentance. But the one who came, Christ, would be and do more than what John was doing. His baptism would be one of the indwelling Holy Spirit when he came. And John envisioned Jesus as his successor. One who would baptize with the Spirit and the fire. John was a preparer. What he did, his identity was to point to Jesus. And he said that here. I baptized with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. So he who was going to come was already among them, even though they didn't know it. The leaders did not know him yet. But Jesus was there around. And John considered himself so like of a less of a person than Jesus and knew himself as to be the preparer for him that he would not be even worthy enough to untie his thongs, his sandals. And at the, in those times, they, that's what they wore, were sandals. He was the promised one by God to bring salvation that lasts forever. And I want to refer back to um, chapter 1, verse 15. See, we're doing a lot of backward things today. But it's good stuff because in verse 15, it talks about John the Baptist there too. It says, John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he comes after me, was surpassed me because he was before me. So the author John is preparing the next stage. He is like, has a, philosophy, a lot of philosophy there in the beginning where he talks about the word, the word was in the beginning, and he is and was. And now he's giving us like chronological way of explaining how Jesus was coming. John the Baptist's identity was in the one who was coming after him. The one that was promised long ago. 
John the Baptist's identity was to prepare the way and to prepare the people's hearts, to point to the deliverer, the anointed one. John answered the delegation's questions, and John gave the answers that pointed them to the one who was going to be the fulfillment of the prophecy that they knew, that they were questioning. He came and would be, would be making the ready to be unveiled. That was John's purpose. That was John's identity. So let's play our music again. So for you and me, those of us here today, some of us came seeking more of who we know Jesus to be. Some of us came seeking more answers to who he really is. Who is it? Who, what's all this about? Either way, we can learn from John the Baptist. True identity comes from knowing who we are and who we are not. And... He came, Jesus came, but he was also foretold and promised through scripture. There's that beautiful red thread through all of scripture from the beginning to the end. And John prepared the way. That was his identity. And he came, he who came is Jesus. And he gives us our true identity, which is all in him. Amen? Amen. Amen.